to remember that if someone has an irrational response to your opinion and your needs, that is a reflection of them, not you. Hello and welcome to the Empress Podcast. I am your host, Jessica, known in the online space as Jess the Empress. I started this podcast to help you be present with yourself, cope with chaos, and simplify your life. I do this by combining psychology, behavioral science, and the tarot. I have a background in mental health, specifically a master's in clinical social work from USC, and I'm a professional tarot reader. So get ready to have a nurturing, creative, and empowering experience with me as we use practical magic. Hey love, before we get to today's episode, I want to ask you to rate and review my podcast. Giving me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts would mean the world to me. I love knowing who's listening and what everyone is getting from the episode, so please take a moment of your time to share your thoughts, and I look forward to reading your reviews soon. Hey there, coffee lovers. Are you tired of settling for boring coffee? I have a treat for you. Today's episode is brought to you by Heartwork Coffee Bar, your one-stop destination for exceptional coffee experiences. Whether you're a coffee connoisseur or just someone who appreciates a great cup of joe, Heartwork Coffee Bar is here to elevate your coffee game to new heights. A Heartwork Coffee Bar, they take pride in their craft because each batch is carefully roasted to perfection, ensuring that every sip is a symphony of flavor. From the rich and the robust to the light and fruity, they have a coffee blend for every palate. And here's the best part. For you amazing podcast listeners, Heartwork Coffee Bar is offering an exclusive 10% discount on your purchase. Just use the code EMPRESS10 at checkout and you'll save big on your order. Why settle for ordinary when you can indulge in the extraordinary coffee from Heartwork Coffee Bar? Remember to use code EMPRESS10 for that special 10% discount and treat yourself to the coffee experience that you deserve. Don't miss out on this fantastic offer. Thank you so much for tuning in, and thanks to Heartwork Coffee Bar for making today's episode possible. Now go grab your favorite mug, brew a fresh cup, and enjoy the podcast with the perfect companion, Heartwork Coffee Bar. Cheers. Hey, hi, hello. Welcome or welcome back to the pod. My name is Jess. I'm so happy that you're here today. I have, I have like pages of notes But I'm excited to get into today's episode. So I had posted something online a few days ago, and it was all about offending people. And of course, I think some people had some reactions to that. And you could say that maybe they were offended. I want to dive deeper into this so that way, if you're holding on to this fear of offending people, you are very preoccupied and worried about what other people are going to think or what they're going to feel. I want you to know you're not alone. I really do. I feel like the way society is moving, we're getting more and more conditioned to prioritize the feelings of other people over just stating our opinions, which are opinions, (laughs) um, and of speaking up for our needs, which I feel like is even more detrimental. Because of course, as you know, not everyone's going to get our opinions. And sometimes we say things in the wrong place and the wrong time and like, can have some negative consequences people do get upset and like and we have to work through that stickiness right but there is a deeper concern I have which is just not being able to speak your needs 
because you're afraid of making someone else mad or offending another person. And unless you want to stay silent forever, I suggest that you get used to offending people. And I'm not saying that you're going out and attacking everybody and not thinking about what you say, but I am saying that there's just so much of a shift happening where people believe that their feelings should matter more than someone just being able to state what happens to be on their heart or mind, whether it is offensive or not, that those feelings of offense should take priority over other people being able to just say something, you know? Let me be clear. Of course, let's all be mindful of the impact that our words have because our words do have an impact. Let's stay accountable when we mess up, when we say something really harsh, when we say the wrong thing, when we spread misinformation. Let's read the room. Let's reflect on timing and setting because sometimes it's not the right time to say something. Sometimes the setting is like totally off and we do need to be mindful. But let's also practice seeing opinions as just opinions and getting way more objective about the sharing of information that happens through our mouths. And in this is understanding that opinions are not threats, they're just words. And let's accept the differences in other people even if we don't like what the other people are saying. How this has showed up in my life is I grew up in a house that was like, I had to be very mindful of what I said. I was not sure what would offend another person. There were topics that were completely taboo, totally off limits, questions I was not allowed to ask. Um, And so I became very afraid of sharing my thoughts and opinions of things. And because, you know, my questions and curiosity and topics of conversation, because those things were off limits, I learned how to just self-silence. So in other words, I was prioritizing and protecting the feelings of others at the cost of my own needs. It took me working with a therapist to really clear that pattern. And I was in that pattern for a very long time. I mean, I would surround myself with people that had these like really wild and strong opinions because they really were opinions, but I never felt like I had the room or the space to share mine. You know, they kind of took up all the space. And so again, you can see how this is a person, like I was surrounding myself with people that were not mindful of my needs. That maybe I wanted to talk about something different or I didn't want to hear what they were saying. Again, they didn't read the room. (laughs) They weren't checking in with the people around. They weren't being mindful, right? And then a similar thing happened in my marriage where I just learned how to put all of my needs on the back burner and really not even state them because they would be met with a lot of dismissive energy, like it just wasn't important or this person would actively tune out what I was saying. And then if I did assert my needs again, it became like a big deal. You know, like I shouldn't be asking for so much, you know, like I want too much stuff. And it's interesting how the basic needs become too much. Like you and I are here to prioritize them as a basic need. Communication is a basic need among humans, right? Um, Being able to strengthen your mind is a basic need among humans. Emotional intelligence, basic need among humans. And so for those things to be squashed and for you to just go into overdrive like I did and just like assume, you know, there's no room for my needs here in every situation, it's like, very bad. It's so detrimental for your growth. Like I just, I'm really passionate about this topic because of everything that I've gone through. And like, I know if I've gone through it, there's other people going through it as well. And so I want to get into the episode to really shift your perspective 
on this whole thing. The reality is no matter what you do or say, you're going to offend someone. And sometimes it's like what you don't do and what you don't say will offend people. I, when I was like writing down the script and everything, uh, a situation pops into my head. Like, let's say you took a, a, what is it? A silence, a vow of silence. Let's say you took a vow of silence for 30 days. That would offend someone because that person could just, you know, theoretically believe like you're supposed to use your voice all the time. And in today's climate, how could you be silent? And that means this about you and that about you. They would be offended, right? That you decided to do something for yourself. It's, it doesn't matter. Like it does not matter what's going on, what you do, say, don't do whatever. You're going to make someone mad. Someone is going to be offended. Okay. Like it is what it is. But going back to the mindful list that I mentioned a few minutes ago, when we're working within that scope, okay, when we're being mindful of the impact our words have, when we are open to different opinions, when we realize that we don't have to agree with everybody, when we're reading the room, when we're working within that state, like that's, that is within the realm of what we can control, right? And so that's all that we can control. Like that's, so we're fine. Like we're doing enough when when we come from that place, People are allowed to get offended. You know that? People are allowed to get offended. (laughs) There are way too many people placing their feelings first. And in some way, it's like a form of bullying. Like they're taking up the space and being like, my feelings should matter more than the differences of opinions and you stating some things that you need. My feelings matter more than that. You know, stating your needs doesn't necessarily mean that the need will be met. So it's very interesting that people will get upset when you state that you need something or when you state your opinion as if there's not enough space in the world for a variety of opinions to exist and beliefs to exist. And I understand it's tricky and I understand like it's triggering. I too have been offended by the beliefs of other people, by the audacity of some people, but that's my right. It's my right to get offended, you know, and it's my right to do something about the way that I feel. Because when we operate in the realm of what we can control, we can come to understand why we might be triggered and why we might be offended. That's like what we can control, right? We can look within, we can do the self-reflective work. That's why we're all here. That's why you're getting coaching with Jess right now. You know what I'm saying? Because you are understanding that maybe your initial reaction to things isn't the best reaction. And in this instance of what we're talking about here, your automatic assumption and reaction to making yourself small because of the fear of rejection, it's not helping you. We all are, you know, our, our, we're all on our growth journey. So we're all going to meet each other where we're at. And some people are at the place of needing to understand that they need to manage their emotions differently. And some of us are at this place of realizing, okay, actually, it's more about bolstering my inner confidence to state what I need and handling the blowback of that. That's really what we're talking about in the coaching space right now. It's understanding that you need to strengthen the part of you that is allowed to take up space by asking for what you need. There's no harm in asking for what you need, even though you have been harmed in the past by asking for what you need. You were emotionally and physically and maybe, yeah, maybe physically, but you were emotionally and mentally harmed. So this is like the whole psychological warfare that happens, right? When we learn how to self-silence, but you were harmed previously And I just want to speak to that because I I understand how that feels in the body. I've been there 
so many times where you would rather swallow the pain in the moment of not asking for what you want and letting the person do their thing. You would rather swallow that pain than leap into the other pain that's even more jarring when someone just flat out rejects you because you know that's a painful experience like that just is what it is so you kind of say okay well I can handle this pain because I've held it before so I'll just keep doing it versus risking the big pain but people are allowed to get offended so I had to strengthen my mental and emotional inner self in order to get where I am at today, which is like a natural state of like just stating something, you know, like sharing an opinion and talking about what I want to talk about and maybe saying something that could be offensive to someone and being like, okay, well, if you want to talk about it, I'm very much open to that. Would love to hear your perspective. Let's go. But also understanding that like I might not even be given that opportunity by that person. And sometimes again, like that's the cost of doing business when you speak. <laughs> sometimes people don't want to take in anything else you have to say because they don't like what you had to say. And that is what it is. And so understanding like the risks of what is going on when you choose to self-advocate is important. But it's deeper than that. It is building a emotional and mental foundation that you fall back on when things pop off in the outer world. Okay, when things when you release that control, the words have been said, and you can't control anything after that. You can control how you respond and how you engage, right? But how other people take your words and your opinion is on them and you need to drop into a place of observation which again is something that I practice and I also practice it with my clients like we do modeling and we do breathing and everything together to really concrete the mind and like I said again at the top of the episode about being objective we have to objectively see the defense in other people them getting angry immediately them rushing to judgment, name calling, or them just shutting you out and ignoring you. It doesn't even have to be that dramatic. That is an observation that is information that we learn how to breathe into and watch and say, okay, like these are the facts. And then we choose what do we want to do with this information? And typically we're choosing to detach because it's a safe assumption that this person feels like they need to protect themselves. And that's their way of protecting themselves is by lashing out, trying to shut you down, manipulate you, whatever. Or that their defense mechanism is just to walk away and disengage. Also, okay. Like, it is what it is. So another mindset shift we're doing is radical acceptance. Of just accepting that you said it. Things are happening. We're looking at what's happening. And we're saying, okay, I accept this. And here's what I can do about it, if anything. But, like, you have a right to advocate for yourself. You have a right to share your opinion. Sometimes your needs and your opinions clash with other people. And when we can remember that and when we can sink back into that memory time and time again, we're strengthening our emotional resilience to differences in the moment and we're strengthening our mental resilience to clashing in the moment. Because before we would spiral, right? We would make it about us. We would tell ourselves all these stories about how our needs don't matter. And now we can just exist and being like, oh, well, okay, well, it is what it is. And my needs still matter. We're never like lessening that at any point in the, uh, the now moment of like sharing our truth. And so this is a reason why we practice our breathing and our accepting the moment, like just really being present in uncovering everything that is. 
The other thing too to really understand is that the pain of that rejection sitting in your body time and time again is typically what's active in the present moment where you're advocating for yourself and you're kind of like waiting for that person to respond. You know, you're sitting in the discomfort of taking that leap of faith. That feeling of almost anticipation of being rejected or worry that, you know, you can't handle the blowback, that is alive from all of the unmet times when we were younger. I'm working now with some of my clients to help strengthen their ability to really regulate the wave of emotion that they go through when they step into that next level self of advocating for what they need and stating their opinion. And the thing is like with practice, it gets better and better and better, which is the good news here because it's a skill. It becomes normal. It becomes normal and natural for you to state your opinion without feeling that anxiousness and that tension in your body, which is so, so freeing. And then from there, they're able to better manage when there is a miscommunication and when there is an opinion that isn't you know, met really well or when they're just flat out rejected. And it doesn't mean that the pain itself gets lessened, like the pain of those moments is there. That is just something that happens. But how they respond to it is what shifts and makes the biggest impact in their life. It's what's made the biggest impact in my life is really recognizing how okay and how safe I am in the present moment, even though I have a lot of pain. You should have never been really left in your pain. You know, what needed to have happened when you were a kid was that you would have had that moment of rejection and you would have been able to cry it out and your parent would have come and soothed you. Or if you were verbal, you would have been able to give some indication of what was going on, of how you felt. And your parents, again, or caretakers, whoever, would have come and helped co-regulate and soothe you. And then you would have worked on releasing the pain. But since we can't go back and change the past, we need to do that with ourselves. And again, since we had that mental and emotional conditioning to just shrink, we now need to step into the mental and emotional conditioning of expanding in those moments, of taking up space, of understanding what's going on within our own mind and our own body and how we can continue to be present without the stories. So the activities that I want you to practice this week are really noticing when you're afraid to speak up or whether or not there's like even any evidence that you should be afraid. So let's say, for example, you have a decent relationship with the people that you're, you know, coworkers with or whatever. Okay, so instead of assuming that like your needs are not important, no matter how small they are, I want you to go ahead and like state your needs and state your opinions. And let's just stick with the small things. So for example, it can be like, oh, hey, can you pass me that pen? A coworker is doing a coffee run. And instead of being silent, you're like, actually, yeah, I'll just take a black cup of coffee. You know what? I'm going to even say, even if you don't want a cup of coffee right now, I just want you to get into the habit of actually stating something you need when other people are offering or there's a clear window of invitation where you're going to be open and accepted. And also something like, I think the weather today is blah, blah, blah. State your opinion. Just remember that if someone has an irrational response to your opinion and your needs, that is a reflection of them, not you. So what you're doing when you share the small things is creating and strengthening evidence in the present moment of how you can just be okay and it can be very natural and very normal for you to just state what you need. If you happen to be rejected, just breathe into that. Really feel where it is in your body and intentionally let go. Just feel that releasing, feel that energy subsiding. But deep breathing is very key in this place because what you need to notice beyond the trigger and beyond the pain is a still feeling 
under again like underneath all of it where you're okay there is a center in your being somewhere and you're really feeling into where that exists but what really mattered within this whole interaction was you stating what you needed that is what mattered most that is the real healing that you're asking for and you're in control you know like this is something that you can control again if people respond how they respond like that's whatever you know that's on them the pain of rejection won't last as long as it used to I promise when you practice upping your skills but then also just remembering like people have a right to be offended and what they want to do with it is their responsibility it's not your responsibility to manage again the irrational angered ridiculous responses of other people and we know safe people when we're around them right we can have dialogue we can have misunderstandings without negative consequences, without more mental and emotional harm, physical harm being done to us. And so I think when, again, we're in safe settings and we're around safe people, just really continuing to practice the sharing of this, it will help so much when you are facing the tougher moments of real rejection and stuff like that. I really don't want you to play small. I want you to say the things that you need. And I want you to feel comfortable stating them and really being able to fall back on your own inner confidence, knowing like, yep, I said what I said. I can handle the consequences of whatever comes after. And consequences can be both positive and negative, but you feeling good within yourself, that is what I want to see strengthened within all of you. So go ahead and take this week to practice building this skill. Cause like, you know, the more you practice, the better at it you get. And of course I'm here for some one-on-one -on -one coaching. So don't hesitate to hit me up as always. I love you. And I'll talk with you soon. Bye.